Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by BSO and ABF Creative and is scheduled for one fall. And on the mic, we have the one and only Robert Latow. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy. They trying to take the wave from your boy. That's it with your boy. Better pray for your boy. It's Robert Latow. Keep that same energy podcast. Let's get to the opening bell. A friend of mine who's in the uh, industry, part of NBA Twitter, NBA Twitter, was talking to me about the harassment uh, that they get when they put out trade rumors or things that they've heard inside of news and everything like that. And I, and I tried to explain to him this, is that, listen, you know, there's Woj, there's Shams, you know, there's a few others, right? But you, you have to understand is that pretty much anybody could be Woj or Shams. You know, I don't want to discredit their work because I like getting my news from Woj and Shams and Schefter. And what they've done is they've built up years of credibility and contacts. So when something happens, they just get their heads up. You know, basically, you know, they're, they're calling people, they're texting people. Hey, you know, when this, this, this Chris Paul trade goes down, you know, when this happens, you know, hit me up on the text. Give me a little bit of a heads up before it goes public. And these are trusted sources. And what happens is, is that everybody has the same ones. So what ends up happening is, so just to use an example. Let's say Woj, you know, comes out and says, you know, Drew Holiday's getting traded to uh, the Bucks. And then that same source, Shams, maybe hit him up, say, hey, is that true? Same source says yes. And that source hits up Mark Stein and all these other guys. And they're like, oh, we can confirm what Woj said first. It's just a matter of who gets to the source first. And a lot of times the sources are agents. Um, if you're someone like, say, uh, Josina Anderson, who, who used to be with ESPN, a lot of times she just calls up the player. Be like, hey, what's going on? So it's a lot of ways to get this information, but but it should be noted that when it comes to rule, all you're doing is just, you know, if if someone tells you some information and it sounds good, go ahead and report it. That's why you say it's a rumor or you alleged or whatever. It doesn't make you any better, any worse than Walsh. It just Woj, you know, it's built up this. He works for ESPN and all of this stuff. Sometimes you're right, sometimes you're wrong. A lot of the 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 people are, are that you never heard of are, are the ones that have the real scoops. Say I heard something a week ago, and then Woj confirms it, but then Woj gets all the credit. So don't worry about that. People are always gonna hate on you, and if you're wrong, you know that that's a that's the problem with breaking news. If you're wrong, people are always going to remember that more than the times that you were right. So to me, it's important that, you know, just, you know, 
Put your disclaimers out there. Leave yourself a back door to make sure that you can get out of in case. Unless, I mean, unless you're 100% sure. If you know with 100% certainty, go ahead and say it. It's okay. I always try to tell people, sports reporters are not, it's, it's not like being a doctor. <laughs> you know, yeah, you can go to school for it and things like that, but you know, you, you can't, think, like if you're a doctor, right, you have to go to medical school, right? <laughs> like you have to go through the whole process. You can't just walk in one day and be a surgeon. In sports media, you can can make some good YouTubes, maybe make a nice Instagram following, and you could be a reporter. Sometimes you don't have to do that. Sometimes you just, you know, have the right look, know the right person, and you get paid. So, that's the real difference, you know. There are some jobs, you know, everybody can do, and there's other jobs that, you know, you actually need some training for. We could all work at Target. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We all can work at Walmart. We all have the capacity to do that. And all of you have the capacity, if you want it to be, to be sports reporters. If you want it to. It can happen. Like everybody can't sing. But everybody can rap. See what I'm saying? It's like a thousand rappers out there. It's a thousand reporters out there. So don't 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 let, you know, if you got something to say, don't don't let people bother you with that. Don't let people bother you at all. Stay strong. My thing is, I always try to tell people this. The, the worst thing in any profession is indifference. If you say something and nobody is paying attention, nobody cares. To me, like, you're just talking to the wind. Like, I see people every day on Twitter and other avenues. They're just saying stuff. They're just talking to themselves. Every day. All day. Multiple times a day. <laughs> just just talking to the wind. I couldn't do it. It's weird not to have any interaction. I just wouldn't talk. Now, back to the nitty gritty of it all. You do want a little whoa, you want a little insider news. Um, it came out already, but I had heard it before that the Rockets players didn't like the owner. Was it Frenetti? I don't know how to pronounce his name. Fetty? 50? Whatever the case. Uh, they don't like the fact that he's MAGA. And see, I always try to tell people there is a difference between. MAGA, Republicans, and Trump supporters. It's very That's very important to remember. Now, granted, they're all pretty bad. <laughs> okay? They're all pretty bad. But, you know, back in the day, you could just be, you know, Republican, Democrat, and people, people didn't really have a visceral reaction to it. <laughs> you know, if you're a MAGA and you're a Trump supporter, you, you see what happened. We'll talk about it more a little later. Like, that is, that's a different breed of individuals. Now, as you see, Republicans have no problem using the MAGA as their army, so to speak, of racism. 
but it's a different thing. And, and the thing is, so you say, oh, well, a lot of the NBA owners of MAGA, excuse me, they're Republican. But, but Finetti, uh, Fucci, uh, Fettuccini, man, that Rockets owner, he, he's a, a Trump groupie. And when you're a Trump groupie, yeah, that's going to, you know, that's going to piss a lot of people off. The actual Trump groupie. And they think he's cheap. And they think that he is, you know, is trying to do a rebuild and stuff like that. But I, t- I talked about this last time. Is that these guys, you know, once you've already been on more than one team, you might as well just hop around. These guys getting in their 30s. You, know, you don't exactly know how many good years you have left. You know, even though... Even though these guys are, are playing longer these days, uh, you only have so much of your prime left. So yeah, so yeah, I, I, you know, it's NBA Twitter. You know, I don't. You know, I'm I'm part of pretty much all of the different tweeters. NBA Twitter, boxing Twitter, NFL Twitter. UFC Twitter, Marvel Twitter, PS5 Twitter. <laughs> so yeah, so that that to me all that stuff like I like they have to. I mean, you, especially when you've been on the platform for more than a decade, you, you just you just don't even engage. I mean, you engage with people that want to have like good conversations, but all the other stuff you just ignore. Speaking of boxing. Uh, Twitter. Uh, did you see Bud Crawford over the weekend? I won't hold it against you if you didn't. <laughs> uh, that's one of the problems with Bud Crawford. You know, I don't know how many boxing fans actually listening to the podcast. I feel like there's a subset of, of boxing fans, uh, but, you know, it's just a subset. But the big thing is, you know, he, he knocked out Kell Brook. Uh, I you know I, I always give credit where credit is due. I try not to downplay you know certain victories. <laughs> you know, like your job as a quote unquote pound for pound fighter is even when you're in there with someone that you should be that you do it in impressive fashion, right? That that's what you want to do, right? And so you can't say that Bud didn't do that. He was in there with someone who most people figure was a little bit past their prime. Yeah, he's a little bit past his prime, and he took him out. That that's what you're supposed to. You don't supposed to struggle with 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 fighters past their prime. And you can't say that in this case that you know Bud was the bigger man or anything like that. Brooks is legit, really. You know, uh, one fifty four pounder. Find that 147. And he took him out. Full credit for that. The problem, as always, with Bud Crawford is he has no signature win. And when you talked about as the pound for pound, you know, best, you got to have some signature wins. Now, those signature wins can vary. I'm not saying it's not always, you know, number one versus two. But we say, okay, well, who 
is in the, the pound for pound list. So let's put up ESPN's pound for pound rankings just to give an idea of what I'm talking what I'm talking about. Okay. So I'm just gonna give you an idea of what I'm talking about here. Is that if you're on the list, you gotta have a signature win. So, you know, they have Terrence Crawford as number one. Okay, fine. What is his signature win? Is it is it broken down Cal Brook? Is it small Gamboa? Is it Jeff Horn? Like those are not things that you know we're gonna be talking about twenty years from now. You have Canelo, you know, signature win. Obviously against Triple G, even if disputed. Got signature wins against Miguel Cotto, uh, Sergey Kovalev, Austin Trout, uh, Arizona Laura. Uh, yeah, so he has signature wins. You say the Triple G is the, the highest level one, but then he has ones that are a little bit right below that. You know, uh, Naomi anyway, another young guy, signature win. Obviously, no Nito Donaire. So that's a signature uh, win. It's harder to, to get these signature wins in the lower weight class, but he has one. You know, Earl Spence, you know, Sean Porter, Mikey Garcia. Those are signature, you know, wins. Uh, Teofimo Lopez, obviously. Lomachenko is a signature win. Uh, Lomachenko has uh, wins against uh, the Axeman um, and, and others. <laughs> Usyk has signature wins, you know, cruiserweight, uh, undisputed. Tyson Fury, obviously, signature wins against Vladimir Klitschko, Deontay Wilder. Um, Juan Francisco Estrada, signature wins against Quadras. Uh, and Soros Aravise, uh, Gennady Golovkin, not necessarily a signature win, but does have a signature fight with Canelo. 20 middleweight defenses. Beat Danny Jacobs. Beat Sergey Dervinchenko. Even though those are disputed. <laughs> well, the, the last one's disputed. Well, some of the Danny Jacobs. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, you see those guys. It's like, oh, man, those are some good fights. And, and, and Bud Crawford is Jeff Horn. And then when you have his promoter, Bob Arum, who's, who's, who's a... When you're an old man like Bob Arum, you just tell the truth. Even if it's not the right thing to say. Bob Arum just says, hey, he doesn't make me any money. You know why? Because he's not having signature fights. It's not that he doesn't make you money because he doesn't do radio interviews and he has a bit of a surly personality and, and you know, Bo Mack, his trainer, is a little unlikable. That's not the reason he doesn't make you money. He doesn't make you money because he's not fighting anyone to generate the money for you to make. <laughs> now, that's part promotional. You got to have a dance partner. The reason that Errol Spence makes, made money for PBC and Fox is because he fought Mikey Garcia and Sean Porter. He had good dance partners. You know, you, when you if you Tyson Fury, you make money because you're fighting Deontay Wilder. That, that's how you make money, with good fights. And we are, they are see who's ducking who, and, and I, I hate that about boxing uh, myself. That the, the best doesn't fight the best. But alas, you know, this is where we're at. And Bud's not a young, you know, he's not a young man. He's a, he's an older fighter. He's getting up there. He still, you know, he probably still has all his skills because 
not fighting anybody. But once again, even people say, well, you know, Floyd Mayweather, you know, in his latter years didn't fight, you know, Pacquiao until it was too late and all that stuff. But if you even if you, you gotta take it as a totality, you know, Mayweather has, you know, multiple signature wins. Cotto, De La Hoya. You know, Pacquiao, he did, I mean, he did beat, you know, Pacquiao. You know, even, you know, with his, in his younger days, you know, before he was, you know, money uh, Mayweather, back when he was, you know, pretty boy, you know, Mayweather, I mean, he was beating, you know, guys. Good guy. You know, Carlos Hernandez was, you know, undefeated. You know, when he, when he beat him. Or Hernando's, uh, Hernandez, I should say. Uh, Julio, uh, Jose Luis Castillo. The big, you know, Chop Chop Corley, Arturo Gatti, Zab Judah. You know, he, he Diego Corrales, undefeated. I think Diego Corrales, when he fought, was like 33 and old with like 30 knockouts. And he knocked him down five times. I mean, those are dangerous fights. You know, who, you know, uh, who, uh, Jose Luis Casillo, dangerous fight. Chop Chop Corley, Henry Brussels, Shambar Mitchell. These is these was fight. Ricky Hatton. Ricky Hatton was forty three and oh when he fought Mayweather. Juan Manuel Marquez, Hall of Famer, one of the best. They fought Canelo, young Canelo. Bud Crawford doesn't have anything like that. My suggestion to Bud Crawford is to simply, when his deal runs out, pull it, do a Canelo. Just, just be a free agent. Make the big fights. Make as much money as you want to. And then go about your business. If he's a free agent, he could probably get Spence, Porter, Thurman, potentially Garcia. Maybe Ugas. Five fights right there that's better than anybody that he's he's fought. And I don't count it. If, even if he fights Manny Pacquiao, as it's a it's a win because Manny Pacquiao's a legend. But Manny Pacquiao's seventy five years old. Manny Pacquiao was old when he fought Floyd Mayweather. That was five years ago. <laughs> they were considered over the hill then. And yes, Manny still is Manny. I mean, you can ask Keith Thurman. He's not the Manny of old. Not prime Manny. Not even close. Be a free agent. You can, there's five fights for you right there. You can do within two years. If you, it, imagine if if Terrence Crawford, people who consider him pound for pound, number one right now, ain't fought nobody. Right? Imagine if starting in 2021, he beat Earl Spence, uh, Sean Porter some combination of Thurman or Danny Garcia maybe Ugas he beat four or five of those guys three four or five of those guys from 2021 to 2022 he can retire not, nobody be able to tell him nothing wouldn't be able to say anything to him he can make a legitimate claim he's one of the best fighters of all time right now we don't know that because he you know he has the talent, but he's having hasn't 
been pushed. It's like you know you knew Earl Spence had the talent, but he had to be pushed by a more uh, not washed Kell Brook, by a prime Sean Porter. You have to be pushed to see exactly how good you really are. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, I just want to get into Drew Brees right quick. Yeah, I don't feel bad for <laughs> him. I know he had a broken, uh, collapsed lung and and broken ribs. I, I'm I, I'm gonna be honest. I just tell the truth on there. I'm rooting for Jameis. I hope Jameis goes out there if he plays two, three games and has like twenty touchdowns and zero interceptions, and Breeze never gets his job back. I think he voted for Trump. I do. I really think he voted for Trump, even though he was saying all that stuff about caring about black people. I I think he voted for Trump. So, Jameis, don't let me down. I want next game, I want five touchdowns. Please, no interceptions, no pick six. Eat your W's. I want people in New Orleans being like, hmm, yeah, you know, we scoring 35 points a game with Jameis. Maybe. That's w- what I want. What in the blue hell? Did you see that, that Jimmy Butler was dating Selena Gomez? I, I don't really have much uh, to add to that <laughs> except I, I thought it was interesting Big Face Coffee uh, CEO Jimmy Butler what do you think Jimmy Butler how you think the um, the Heat are going to do this year see once you get to uh, the NBA Finals you know you, you, you can't go back it's like you got to go forward like, once you are an NBA Finals team, anything less than the NBA Finals is, like, a disappointment. If you're a team that's never been to the playoffs, just getting to the playoffs is a big deal. If it's a team that's never got to the Conference Finals, just going to the Conference Finals is a big deal. If you're a team that went to the NBA Finals, you got to go to the NBA Finals. Huh, Selena Gomez. That, 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 I would, if you said, give me a, a couple that may end up being together at the end of 2020, Selena Gomez and uh, Jimmy Butler wouldn't have been it. Wouldn't have been it. Alaza Pippen. I still liked it better when I called her Larissa. But Alaza Pippen. Still talking. And she caught the Rona. Surprised she ain't caught the STD. But she caught the Rona. Uh, but she still talks talk about how, how ro- romantic future is. Now, they talked for seven hours before, you know, doing playing a little bad gaming. Why does she worry about her kids? You know, I mean, I know they're like older. But do you really want to see your mom on, you know, these shows talking about, you know, sleeping with rappers and basketball players that aren't your, your dad? That'd be a little bothersome, right? Maybe not. I, I don't know. I don't know, like, how celebrity kids, you know, deal with stuff like that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure at all. Seems to be an odd. It's like when you... But maybe because you're rich, maybe it don't matter. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it doesn't matter as much. Like, I, I think about... Let's little stuff like that. Like, I'm not trying to be judgy or anything. But if you're, like, Amber Rose's kids, you know... You know, when they go to, like, uh, kindergarten, or, you know, they go to, like, middle school, 
And, you know, now all these kids got phones and stuff. And they're like, ah, is this your mom, you know, naked and twerking? Or do they just be like, oh, your mom, you know, used to date Kanye West? Like, I don't know. I don't know how it is. I think maybe some, I think the celebrity kids go to, like, celebrity school. So maybe it's not a big deal. It's like 90210. Beverly Hills 90210. So maybe it's not a big deal. As opposed to they went to, like, public school in Inglewood. I don't know. I think about that from time to time. Because I think about random things, I'll be honest with you. I'm like a wealth of random information that means absolutely nothing. Antonio Brown, AB. If you if your initials AB, you probably gonna be in some some trouble. <laughs> no matter if, what is it. Adrian Brown and Antonio Brown. Remember Antonio Bryant? It was all, yeah, if you got if you A B, you got some issues. They call A B uh Look, I just I'll be I'll be honest with you. Like you know, Antonio Brown, if the the more serious stuff, like the sexual assault stuff, like that's true, then really you should be in jail. If if that's true, I always say that. Like, uh, you know, I get lawsuits and stuff like that. But if you if you're actually committing those crimes of sexual assault, rape, stuff like should be in jail. You know, if the physical act of doing it, that's those are those are serious crimes. And now, you know, it's, it's, it's always two sides of the story. But to me, that's the serious part. The other stuff I don't take as seriously. Like him, you know, throwing the gummy bear penises at his baby mama. Because then they just end up getting back together and having another baby. Him, you know, having sex with, with Tiana Trump at the gym. Like, stuff like that is not big stuff to me. Like, the stuff at the HOA. Like, they tried to make it into a big thing. But to me, that's not a big thing. Like, maybe in totality, I see what you're saying. Like... He's he's always doing something. <laughs> so like you look at it in a totality type of situation. But him being mad at the HOA uh, because they took away his uh some of his privileges, that's just that's not that's not a that's not a big deal to me. Yeah, you shouldn't be throwing stuff at the guard shack and breaking cameras and stuff. But anybody that's had to deal with an HOA understands how this can be very frustrating. Like, I've had the HOA over here, two things, uh, specifically, I think, that I can remember. Both were stupid, okay? Both were very dumb. The first one was, was way dumber than the second one. The second one is more like, are you using your common sense? But the first one was so stupid. Like, I, like who even does this? So, we have direct TV, right? So, you know, you got to have a little satellite. No problem having a satellite. You're on the house. Right, so you got satellite, and you know they got wires coming down from the satellite into the house. Right, the house is pre-wired, so you only need one wire coming in. So it's not like there's wires all over the place. Now you tell me, when it comes to cable wires or satellite wires, what two colors do you have a choice in? Right, it's not like you know, it's not like thirty-one flavors. Right, it's not, it's not Baskin Robbins. Normally white and black. Oh, yeah, the white wire and a black wire. And to my uh, 
all the time, you know, I used to work for the cable company a long time ago. But all my years of things, you know, most of them use white wires. So there's a, a very, like, not even maybe six feet of white wire coming from the satellite into the house. And I got a letter saying it was too white. <laughs> the wire was too white. Now, see, that's something that'll make me go and throw a chair at the HOA. I'll be honest with you. The other thing was even more stupid is in general, you're not supposed to have your car parked in certain locations right outside the the house, right? Like the way the streets are set up, like they don't, the way you turn into where the houses are at, there's not street parking, but you can park in front of the house, right? Right. Now, I get it, but you don't want anybody parked there for like seven days in a row. I understand stuff like that, right? That makes sense to me, right? Well, why did I get a letter saying, you know, tell, you know, you can't park right out in front? And I was like, that's odd. I haven't parked right out in front. Who could it be? So I look at the picture because, you know, they take a picture because they snitching. I look at the picture and it's the cleaning people. And, you know, the cleaning people have a big sign on their car. It's not like a regular car. Like, I see if it was a regular car. The sign literally says Molly Maids. Like on a, you know, like, and you know, I don't work for Molly Maids. I've been here for a year and almost a year and a half. You know, I don't, I don't own a Molly Maids car. You know, they're here for an hour cleaning and leaving. So I'm, I'm with Antonio Brown on that. I think Antonio definitely has some anger issues and is probably bipolar and has some mental health issues. But I think they were reaching on this one they are reaching on this one you can't say anything on on twitter or social media because once the narrative is out there you you, you just you want you can't really fight back against it like i saw this one i'm like oh that's like you know the one where remember they say he was farting in his uh lawyer's office or something like that it's like you guys are re- you guys need to focus the only thing you need to focus on is the sexual assault, which is serious, and any type of actual physical uh, assault, right? All the others, the farting in the in the, the office, the not paying people back, the getting into it with the HOA, the back and forth with baby mama on social media, all of that stuff to me is irrelevant because that happens with a lot of athletes. You know, his his main thing is, is is he out here you know being Darren Sharper? He's being Darren Sharper. That's the story, not him fart. You can't you can't put you can't put like he may be a potential Darren Sharper and then try to equate that with him farting in a in a and, and keep farting in a, in a lawyer's office. Like he, that that doesn't mesh with me. But you know that's what we are. There's a there's there's a lot of clowns that are in media. One day, one day sooner than later. Or later than sooner. I don't know. But one day. I'm going to air all of this out. One day. One day. Uh, oh, DeAndre Baker. The the the, the, the guy that uh, robbed people Grand Theft, Grand Theft Auto style. Because he. Uh, they, they hustled him in a dice game or a card game. He got off because the, the, the lawyers in Miami were greedy. And was trying to extort him. 
for like a million dollars. Lawyers are crooked. Lawyers, politicians, and cops crooked. And I like, I saw people say, uh, who was it? I forgot who was it. They were like, I already report this. My man was innocent. No, he wasn't innocent. He wasn't innocent at all. He was just a representation and the people involved was crooked and that helped him get off. He wasn't innocent. He robbed people. He just got away with it. So, no, I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, he's innocent. No, I'm I'm not going to be upset that he got off and the white man is maybe going to jail. I'm not going to cry no crawl for that. But no, I'm not, not going to say he's innocent. He still is an idiot, uh, but a very lucky uh, idiot. The Injustice League. All these rappers are getting shot lately. King Von, um, Mo3, Benny the Butcher, Lil Boosie. They even got, got Lil Boosie um, getting shot. Now, you should know that the cops don't care. Just, just, just in case you wanted to know. The cops don't care about that. Cops knew who killed Biggie and Pac and, you know, they didn't do anything about it. Cops particularly, they really do not care uh, about rappers getting shot. They kind of think it's like, a, you know, a way of uh, kind of cleansing society. It's sad to me because a lot of these uh, rappers... And I know they're not young guys. They're, you know, they're older, mid-20s, almost early 30s, late 20s. They got kids. That's that's the really thing that gets me. I believe uh, King Von had with three daughters. Like, that's tough. That's tough. You know, I, I always quote Biggie because they were asking him, you know, what he thought about Pac being shot. And he said, I wouldn't wish death on no one because you, you, you can't come back from it. There's no second chance in death. And it can happen at any time. That's the scary part. Like, you know, you know, King Von just in the club, fight starts off, and then that's it. You know, Mo3 uh, was what, leaving some girl's house and he running for his life on the freeway. And next thing you know, that's it. You know, and sometimes you get shot, you get lucky, like Lil Boosie and Benny the Butcher, and it's not fatal. But that was a life-altering type of situation. And you know, I, 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 I like I said, I don't try to to be preachy because, like I said, I, I grew up in an era where a lot of rappers got shot, like these huge ones. Like I said, I mentioned Biggie and Pac. And, you know, maybe some that aren't talked about as much like Big L and others. And that, that, I remember, you know, I don't know like these young rappers. I remember these, this type of stuff had a huge effect on me. And, you know, when I was in my early 20s and late teens and this stuff was happening. So I can understand how it could have an effect on these young kids. You know, today, it's a different era, different time, different way to consume music. But still, that's the same uh, effect. You know, hip hop, you know, a lot of times comes from the mud. You come from the dirt. You come from poverty. It's, it's, 
it's no real different than a lot of athletes. You know, it's a way out. But with athletes, a lot of times, you know, they're doing something that's keeping them away from the danger. Whereas with music, you're always kind of in the danger. You know what I mean? Like if you're a basketball player and you came from the roughest of rough neighborhoods, uh, but then you don't, maybe you go off to college and you go off to Duke. You're going to be okay on the campus of Duke. And then you get drafted and you go to an NBA team, but you go to the NBA team and they set you up with a nice, uh, you know, normally it's not in your city. So you're away from everything. You know, so say you were in the, the slums or whatever of Atlanta or Chicago or something. It's assuming you're not, you got drafted by the Bulls or the Hawks, but you get what I'm saying. But now you're in New Orleans or you're in New York or you're in hell, you're in uh, Toronto or something like that. You're far away from that. You detach. Whereas music, you're, right, you're still right in that mix. And sometimes your success is determined by how much you are still in that mix. You know, I always sound like that's a good, that's a, you know, when you're a rapper like, say, Jay-Z, you're in that mix, and that's what you're known for initially. And you get, but how you bridge your way out of that but still keep your music relevant is a, is a talent in and of itself. That's why that's why I always say it always bothered me with, with Tupac. A little more than Biggie. Like I always try to tell people this, you know, Biggie Pac, Biggie Pac. Like, you know, it's 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 different. It's like comparing, you know, Peyton Manning, Michael Vick. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's it's they were two different really different people. It wasn't so they weren't so similar that you could say you could say like Nas and Jay Z or something. Like you said, like it, it was it was a, a totally different vibe. Uh, between the two. So it's very difficult to compare, but the, the way I always explain it is Biggie was a quintessential rapper, meaning that's what he did. He rapped. <laughs> that was his talent. You know, Puff did all some of the, you know, the, the, the hype and all that. So Big was a rapper. It's like a home run hitter. What did he do? He hit home runs. You know. And he, he did it very well. You know what I mean? Like, he, that's what he did. He's a three-point shooter. He would be Steph Curry, Ray Allen, Reggie Miller. He was, he was very good at the thing that he did. Whereas, Pac was more well-rounded. But that also led to other things. You know, Pac, it was, you know, we just had talked about Antonio Brown and being bipolar and stuff like Pac, it, it was a lot more stuff going on with him. His, his, his thinking, his thought process was bigger than music. I tell people right now, it's like the reason, one of the reasons it bothers me more is because I don't think Pac would have been rapping in 2020. The same, uh, you know, the same way that LL Cool J and Ice-T and Will Smith. Pac would have been Will Smith, but more on the edgier side. He would have been a Denzel-ish Will Smith. 
Can you imagine him in a, in a movie like a training day or an equalizer or something like that? He was going to be an Academy Award winning actor he, that you, you couldn't teach what he had. Unfortunately, it was the rap that was the part that pulled him down, which is the sad part about it. So as a rapper, but it was the rap aspect that pulled him down. So I need these 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 gentlemen to understand. Look, if you got you got three kids, you got people that depend on you. You got miles to feed and everything. Stop fighting in the club. Stop tempting death. Just do your music, and if you feel like the block is too hot. Leave the block. There's no, there's no rule. Somebody said they can't, they can't believe that all these rappers are getting killed, but Takashi Six Nine is still alive. I'm like you know why? Because Takashi is not on the block. Don't let them fool you with the little you know Instagrams and all that stuff. But when he is on the block, he's with like thirty bodyguards. But Takashi's staying in different locations. Well away, white neighborhoods, gated communities. Ain't nothing happening there. So yeah, so he can his day to day life. He's not interacting. He's not flirting with death. It may look like it, but he's really not. So you know they they, they need to get better with that. At least for the for the kids. I uh, want to speak about uh, President Obama. Uh, did a uh, what was it, 60 Minutes he was on 60 Minutes and he was like yeah maybe I should have been a little more vocal uh, about the racism and everything that was going on in this country and maybe I should have been as nice to Trump as I should have been and I'm like yeah you know something he's in a tough situation Yeah, t- anytime you're the first it's, it's a tough situation he was fighting against, you know, centuries of stereotypes. Like we couldn't, they wasn't going to allow a black man to be president who was bombastic. You know what I mean? Like, that just wasn't going to happen. Like, he, he, black people can't be Trump. It's, it's, it's basically. That wouldn't happen. You know, he did. I think people underappreciate him and they also don't understand branches of government and why he couldn't do everything that he wanted to do and no president can do everything that they want to do he's very a little hard on himself but he did warn us so it's kind of weird I mean I'm, he must feel a little bit guilty because he knows what's happening now it's just kind of a reaction to white people freaking out that you know hey black people can you know get to the highest level they can actually be the president <laughs> He knows it's a reaction to that. So I'm sure there's a level of guilt, but it's not his fault. We just live in a jacked up country. Keep the same energy. Twitter has fleets now, which are, you know, just like Snapchat or Instagram, Facebook stories. I'm surprised it took them this long, honestly. Because once some, some new technology comes out, people just, you know, they just steal it. I mean, Twitter in and of itself was new technology, but when you build off of that, 
you just steal from other people. You know, like Facebook, you know, was new technology when it came out, and almost everything that they've added on since then has been stolen from from somewhere else. Hell, Instagram was independent, and Facebook was like, you know, something instead of just you know building out our own, we just buy you. <laughs> That's you know, Snapchat's having problems now because they were kind of new and unique with the little stories, and then everybody just got them. So, you know, now, it's like, man, <laughs> fleet. I'm going to use them. I'm not going to lie. I the name is stupid, but I'm still going to use them because I have a big audience on on Twitter, bigger than, than Facebook and bigger than Instagram. So, might as well use it. It's a, another way of just getting, you know, the information out there. But fleet, huh? Fleet. Couldn't come up with a better name. Than that, huh? <laughs> Just fleet. So always remember that when new technology comes out, you, what you want to do, if you build new technology and it's good, you might want to sell it quick. Because a bigger corporation is just either A, if you don't sell, they're just going to, you know, copy it. So I don't know how all that works with, uh, you know, patents and all of that stuff, but you got to protect yourself in, in some way. Absolutely got to protect yourself. Lil Wayne um, may be going to jail. Uh, the feds caught him with some guns on the private jet. Maybe that's why he was hanging out with Trump. I don't know. Maybe he felt like Trump didn't give him a pardon. If I was Trump uh, right now, I would, I would spend less time, <laughs> less time talking about the election, more time uh, trying to figure out how to stay out of jail. I think uh, Amazon is here. I heard a truck. I'm not waiting on my PS5 anymore, so I'm not as paranoid as I was. I should actually tell that story. Actually, I am going to tell that story right after I finish the rest of these topics, even though I want to get into the story now. But yeah, uh, 50 Cent said, you know, they paid Wayne. I know they paid Lil Pump, a.k.a. Lil Pimp. So maybe Wayne is trying to get a pardon. You know, Wayne and Lil Pimp and Lil Pump, they don't, they don't even vote. Let's tell you how little... MAGA Republicans thinks of black people. They think Lil Wayne was going to change our vote. And maybe maybe, maybe I shouldn't even say that because well, like 65,000 people did vote for Kanye. I'd like to know out of those 65,000 how many of them was black. I can't remember on my ballot Do you put, can you put if you're black or not. Because I think they used that information. But I would love to know out of the 65,000 people that voted for Kanye how many was black. I'm sure it wasn't like 60,000. I'm sure maybe it was more like five. Pretty sure about that. That's said Lil Wayne is more loved by white skater kids than black people these days at least. Uh, did you see they had the uh, MAGA Man march? The Million MAGA Man march down in D.C.? It was, it was, about, it was a few thousand. The, 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 the reason I put it in this segment is, is one thing that, that in all seriousness that grinds my gears is when they have these marches for the racist people and the cops don't do anything. But if a black person just walks out there with like a small sign, they bring out the SWAT gear. Well, somebody said it to me. They said, well, Rob, the reason that is is because 90% of the people that are marching are off-duty police officers. 
So they're not going to try to police themselves. It makes sense. It makes sense. So I did uh, get the PS5 thanks to my lovely wife. Wife is, is nine months pregnant. The baby should be here any day now. So if I, if I ever go like a week without a podcast, just remember the baby probably came and I was in the hospital or something. Look, look at my fleets. <laughs> Maybe you'll see where I'm at. But baby's come. Wife's nine months pregnant. She got me the PS5. It was a pre-order. But you know, like, it, it, it wasn't the smoothest uh, pre-order for, for Sony and PlayStation and Xbox. So it didn't come on launch date which I guess was last Thursday. It was supposed to come on that Friday. Then I got a text saying that it was delayed and it wouldn't be coming on Saturday. And then at that point, I was like, well, listen, i just come pick it up. Tell me where it's at. Because, you know, you get the little map, you can see where it's at. And I'm like, okay, it's not too far away from me, even though it's California and, and you know, 20 miles can be like seven hours here. But it wasn't far. So like, I come pick it up. Give me the address. So give me the address. I drive uh, down there with my wife because she has to sign for it, nine months pregnant. And it just looks like a shipping distribution center. Like just, you know, uh, trucks and stuff. There's no insurance. There's no, like, customer place. I'm like, what's going on? It's the middle of the afternoon. It's like 12 o'clock. 12.30. Drive back home, pissed off, call FedEx again. Say, hey, I drove out there. There's nothing out there. What are you guys doing? They're like, oh, we can, you know, we could send it somewhere else to pick up. Like, don't send it anywhere else. I just wait for it on Saturday. Look at the update. They don't try to send it to somewhere, someplace else. It's going to take two to four business days. I call back. I'm like, I need a supervisor. Get a supervisor. They say, no, we're going to send it to your house. And then they say, oh, you know something? You can go pick it up. And I'm like, I tried to pick it up. And they're like, oh, what address did they give you? I give them the address. I'm like, there's nothing there. They're like, no, it's something there. You just didn't see it. Pull up Google Maps. Come to find out that the actual <laughs> distribution center or the actual uh, customer service office is like three blocks. You know, it's like a big facility. You know, some FedExes are small, but this is one that actually has stuff in it. So it was like three blocks away. You know, beg wifey to go again. She's a trooper. Nine months pregnant. We take the dog with us. The dog's freaking out in the car. Finally get there. Got the X. Got the got the PlayStation from the distribution center. Drive back. This is rush hour now. It takes us, it's like 10, 15 miles. It takes us 17 hours to get back. But the bad thing is spectacular, I must say. It's pretty nice. I'm 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 rolling through Spider-Man. I'm you know, I have a family. And like I'm sure most of you have family as well, so you can't have a job, you know, which causes me to actually pay attention to what's going on in the world. And you know, like I say, I got a nine-month pregnant wife, so you know I can't just like most people just sit there for like two days and just go through it. So I'm playing at night. I'm about. Also, I learned from the last Spider-Man game that I played. Like some some games. Like, I would say Call of Duty, for example. All I care about is the story mode. I just want to get through the story mode, and that's it. I don't care about anything else. I don't play online. I don't do the war zones or anything like that. I just want to get through the story. Uh, and I'm like that with most 
games, but with the Spider-Man games, I actually like to do the 100% completion where you go through all of the stuff and get everything. Well, the problem when I played the original Spider-Man on PS4 was just naturally, my natural inclination was like, hey, let's just get through the story and worry about the other stuff. And I got through the story and it was like, oh, you had 43% completion. I had not did all of this all of the little side missions and all of that stuff. I was done with the game. And I'm like, oh, I still got 70% to go. So now I'm trying to do a little mix. A blend, one would say. Of where I'm doing my side missions, picking up my collectibles, doing all the stuff to try to get you to 100% completion. Uh, the little, uh, you know, the, the little side things they set up for you to, to level up so you get all the suits. That's the other thing. I finished the... Finished the main mission in, in, in the first PS4 version, and I didn't have all the suits or all the powers or anything because I had did all the swinging around the, to give. So I, I've learned uh, from my mistakes, and that's what I'm doing. So if, if you didn't get a uh, PS5 or your Xbox, uh, I hope you get it on Black Friday or before Christmas or whatever. In the end, you know, if, if you have patience, eventually. Uh, you know, eventually you will uh, be able to get it probably in 2021 once the the fever goes down. And then that's cool. I think, I mean, I, I'm trying to think that I get my PS4 at launch. I don't think so. I, I don't think I got my PS4 at launch. They got a, yeah, yeah, I got it like down the road. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, is this, what is this? Is this early? Yeah, it's early in the week. So we got another show coming up at the end of the week. Uh, maybe by then, you know, Harden will be on the on the nets. Yeah, that should be interesting. Be sure to check out the website, blacksportsonline.com. Register for my email list for all the new updates. Listen to this podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Follow me on Twitter at BSO, Facebook, Black Sports Online, Instagram, BSOTV, and much appreciation to my podcast partners at ABF Creative. For all their hard work in making this weekly podcast a success. I'm out.